here we are returning yet again, me and my homie Isaac, returning to uh, the Fast and the Furious series here. And yeah, I don't know about you, Isaac, but I've been in the meantime, I've been hanging out with some uh, some street racing kids and I've been I've been learning the lingo. You know, I've, I've been getting down with the with the kids, as it were. Yeah, are you ready to jump into this the second entry here in this hip new franchise? <laughs> You've gone and like try to learn their vernacular. Am I am I right, homie? Oh hell yeah, hell yeah! I'm getting uh, copacetic with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Um, all right, yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, well, yeah, we'll begin in a second. Um, so if everybody get their uh, copies to times at zero, uh, please press play right now. Now I'm seeing the sunrise on this beautiful planet of ours, in the universal logo. Yeah, so Too Fast, Too Furious. This one, this was the one when I, because I liked that first movie a lot when I was a kid. I had this one on UMD. And although I watched it quite a bit. Oh, this is weird, by the way. <laughs> Whoa. The rims. They're doing stuff like the, yeah, with the Paramount stuff. That's kind of cool. I don't know if they do this for any of the ones afterwards, but by the <laughs> way. Yeah, and this one right away, I feel like that, that first movie had some cartoony elements. This one amps them up quite a bit. Um, and I remember being a kid and thinking this one felt more silly. And then when we got to the third one, I felt that as well. And that's when I stopped watching the franchise. But yeah, I remember not liking this one nearly as much. Uh, do you remember your thoughts of this back in the day? Uh, well, one, I didn't see it. So oh, okay. <laughs> can't really say much about it. Just that the title is interesting. I think it's kind of funny in a yeah. way, but... <laughs> I think the title holds up when I say holds up. I think like uh, in the entire piece of movie, they, they actually keep to the title where there's two characters, although there was also two characters last film, but whatever it does, it does like, like again, it, it centers around uh, these, these two characters a returning one and a new one. And I will say, I do like the fact that the, the new one is not Dominic Toretto again. I mean, yes. other than like being in the, uh, being in the in the, um, locked up in jail and getting out of prison, uh, there's not it's it's not the same kind of like story as Toretto. It's a it's a new one. Uh, I also just like the the uh, I guess the title that was that was kind of cool the way it was all neon like it was it's kind of cool. Yeah, a little cartoony, but that matches a lot of this opening here. And uh, yeah, they're definitely leaning into the colorful cars and kind of colorful characters. Everyone looks a little bit. Or maybe not a little bit. Everyone looks very 2000s. And, uh... <laughs> you are not wrong, sir, but I have no problem with that. Um, up front, I will say, not that I should be relying on it, but I did not uh, watch or listen to this with the commentary uh, by the director. So I mm. um, can't really... This time, all my thoughts are my own. Maybe I'll go back and re-listen to it. Um, we have some return, well, not returning faces, but faces I recognize from uh, later works, uh, not in Fast and the Furious, but just in other works. So it's kind of cool to see that. So we see like Michael Ely here, uh, who's been in many, many different um, projects after this. And I best remember him from, what was it? Almost Human, I believe. Or wait, was I, was it the, no. the British one, right? Or, or is it, be no, yeah, it's Almost Human because Being Human's that one from Britain, right? I think that's correct. Yeah. I, although I think maybe Almost Human is also from the UK. 
Oh, okay. Maybe it is. Uh, it's the one with uh, Carl Urban and him as like police officers in the future, and he's a robot. Yeah, I've never seen that program. Uh, what I recognize Michael Ely from right away, and it's his eyes that did it. Oh, yeah. Was uh, Barbershop. He's in that franchise. Yeah, that's right. Is he in all of them, or is he in like one? Because I'm thinking, I know I recognize him in like the third Barbershop, but yeah, you're right. Oh, I thought I've only I've never seen the third one. I've only seen the first two, and I'm pretty sure he was in both of those. Okay, which is funny. It's around the same period as well, eh? Yeah, but of course, I also very much recognize the other three uh, people there. Ludacris, for one. I mean, who doesn't recognize Luda? This is a uh, yeah. That's the peak of cool in 2003. Ludacris. No, I don't think that's true. He is rocking that afro so good, man. I love I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> With the pick there. And uh, we also have Miho from uh, Sin City. I don't know the actress's name, but she's playing the uh uh the the race from the pink car. I can't remember her character's name. It's super- I think well, I know I know her the name. I think the actor's name is D- Devon uh Aoki. Oh, okay, yes, yes, something like that. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I think so. And then the third guy, I I don't know if this is right. I didn't look it up, but he looks like one of the dudes from uh, the first Transformers 07. Oh, he sure is. Uh, as one of the Marines. Yeah, oh, my goodness. That's, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's a reunion. Him and Tyrese. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. Yeah, but I mainly know that guy from two, uh, two roles. One, playing a recurring role in Prison Break. He was very memorable in that. Yep. And then he's also in Max Payne. So we'll we'll see him again. I see. <laughs> By the way, I love this opening with uh, Ludacris here hosting this race, and then he has to call him Brian. Yep. And once he shows up, everyone's like, "Oh shit!" There's that ultimate badass Brian. <laughs> yeah, you can even see her. Uh, she's being like, "Oh no, not him." <laughs> and ain't killer of charisma because while well, returning from the the previous film, we got Brian, which is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and they're all cool and styling and profile, and he just shows up in jeans and a white white t-shirt. Yep. <laughs> it's the odds. Yeah, <laughs> what can you say? I mean, look at his face. Like, how can you say no to him? Oh, he's smoking. I mean, he's real attractive. Yep. And he's got a he's got a much lighter energy in this. Like he's always smiling and he's always charming. Yeah, uh, he he's one of the big standouts in this one. Interesting. I guess we'll elaborate more. Do you think you because uh, you know, it's sequel and it's not the same director as the first one, uh, which I sort of a thing, I guess, going on forward uh, with the series. But mm. yeah, we'll, we'll certainly see. Uh, yeah, we'll, we will see like if he's got some uh, hidden feelings about what happened in the previous film. But that's that, that's for later. Sorry, let's uh, let's mm, that for now. Yeah, yeah but it's uh, coming in. I was like, oh, it's weird to see. Because I, I didn't remember Vin Diesel being in this one. I couldn't remember if he was like in a post credit scene. But I was like, it's interesting to see this early on. They thought the franchise was Brian. That's who their focus was going to be. And I think they I think they picked well. I, I think he holds holds his own in this movie pretty, pretty solidly. Uh, Suki, by the way, is her uh, is her name in the movie. Suki. Yeah, I love her car, by the way. Goddamn, that thing is just I love everything she's done with it. <laughs> yeah. No, I I, lo- I love all these guys. Uh, oh, we have a new face oh, here. Oh, well, uh, what's this? Who is uh, who is she? And do they have prior history? Interesting. Although I I do I will say kind of kind of sad that you know he went from like Mia to uh, to even Longoria's characters. So I'm kind of like 
eh, I don't know about that, but that's 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 not fair on 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 their part right now because it's in the moment. Like, yeah, it's the second one, so uh, whatever. But I do like this opening though because yeah. it's the first one, but they do uh, something different. And while it's a street race, that the first one it was a street race, but it was like a straightway uh, street race. Uh, it's like one end of the street to the other. This one, oh, they do they do turns and dips. Let's let's go. Yeah, and it feels much more cartoony. Uh, but I like that, you know, that first one, Brian was kind of the underdog. Now when when they're all their tensions building, they're all looking to him. He's the he's got a he's built a real reputation now, which is a nice development. Yeah, he's certainly like I don't know if he's got like wearing slings of his past on on his t shirt or on his sleeves, but yeah, it's certainly he I, I it seems as though he's made a name for himself. Uh, one that certainly spooks Suki and Michael Ely's character uh, a bit. So, I, uh, yeah, we'll see what what happens there with this. But I know it's a little bit bombastic, but I I don't know. I, I I'm enjoying this with the street race. Yeah, and this is pretty much a direct, uh, either homage or just continuation of that race from the first movie. Like it's the same same type of deal, really. I mean. What do you expect when you're in a car movie when it's a, like a street race movie when it's all about like the street race? <laughs> I mean, you're going to well, always see that, right? No, I just mean in terms of the style with the, you know, the, the much more cartoony edge because both movies move away from this as it goes along. Yep. But they both open with a very cartoony chase with lots of CGI. And I'm very curious to see how long this element of the franchise continues as it goes along. I guess not not to go to ahead, but I I think Tokyo Drift kind of like stops it there, um, and then they you know change direction after that. Yeah, yeah, that that sounds right for my memory too. Yeah, but this is fun. It 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 does look a little bit silly with all the cars going with the the big flames shooting out of the back of them, <laughs> but but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, we kind of didn't have like those those flames in the previous one. Um, I think this movie it's. Hmm. is it trying to tell like a, a smaller story i don't probably not uh, we'll, we'll get more into it obviously but i i think for the most part i don't think this while this is like i i wouldn't say it's the same story from the previous film uh but i think it's a worthy sequel uh, not, not to yeah. open up quickly but yeah i think that's at least going into it yeah i think it's it's it works yeah and it's a sequel in the old school traditional sense where it's very much the same movie as the first one, just with a different vibe to it. But the story, in many ways, is is quite similar. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, you, you would almost think like, oh, this is must mean like you know, well, the sequel has to be bigger and better, right? Um, yeah, I don't think it's that big. I think it's a little bit more laid back potentially. Um, but again, we'll get we'll get more into that later. <laughs> yeah, maybe in the emotional stakes. Yeah. Oh, certainly. I think they, I, I think they, what they bring back from the previous film is that like th- those emotional moments uh, with characterization. I think, I think it doesn't work with, with that, but I don't know. I don't, I don't have a problem with like some of these, like the CGI and whatnot. Maybe I'm just accepting it because of, well, it's just of the time. Yeah. And it's fun and it's, it's not trying to be like, I mean, it's, it's got that we're so cool, but in a kind of corny way that makes it fun. I don't think it's post. I don't think postmodernism has touched this. By the way, I don't think it's like no, no trying to be like, oh look, we're so cool because they're not. 
you could easily like easily like rip off something from the matrix this movie does not do that this movie is colorful and bright like whereas the matrix is intentionally not trying to be bright and whatnot like that's the the point of it like don't worry i'm not like saying oh this is more colorful than no no no. matrix is intended is intentionally with the tone the mood that and just because it was released in the summer time that's supposed to be like that's trying to be like you know moody uh in a way yeah whereas this is like just wanting to be bombastic and fun and i ain't got a problem with that yeah it's two different types of we're so cool there's the self-serious we're so cool and then there's the leaning into the campy part of culture we're so cool like everyone's like their slang is taken up to the nines like everyone talks super uh funnily and just yeah the, this whole the way that they take the racing so seriously like the, the whole world revolves around racing in a way <laughs> even the the crime boss his big scheme he needs the the best racers he can find you know it's it's Again, kind of like I was mentioning with John Wick. I like the world that revolves around assassins. Yeah. This one revolves around street racers. Yeah, up until this point, Brian hasn't used Nas yet. I wonder if that's a reason for... Oh, he's doing double. Oh, my goodness. He's going for it. He's launching himself, boys. He's going to the moon. Let's go. (laughs) Look at all this. (laughs) And he's funny. He he is loving everything in this movie. He's always celebrating and just... It it makes the movie more fun. His, uh, His joy. Oh man, that guy is. Oh no, how did like first off, like rip your axle and your frame? Like that's gone. Oh, all right, that wasn't even a terrible like Pepsi ad. That was that was all right. Yeah. Oh, she's going for it. Let's go. Look at those pink flames. Let's go. Yeah, I love Suki. She's so fun. I like that he gives up there. Yeah, he's just like, nope. Oh, let's go. <laughs> I love it. Oh, and your front. Oh man, your bender is gone. Yeah, and we'll see her again, too. She's also in the video game series. She shows up in uh, DOA, Dead or Alive. Oh, let's go. And she's quite fun there, too. The actor, I assume. Yeah, yeah, the actress. Oh, man. Sorry, Michael. That was uh... no dice. Sorry. No dice, bud. Yeah. Congratulations, Suki. You got second. That's that's pretty awesome, man. And she respects Brian, too. She's like, I know he's the best. Yep. (laughs) Everyone loves him. But hey, she came second. I'm pretty sure that's 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 good in my books, if you ask me. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that his he's developed this nickname, Bullet. And I don't know if that's a reference to the uh, Steve McQueen Bullet or the fact that uh, you know he's been involved with some gunfights with his his past cop life. I feel like you're onto it in both ways. I think it's the former and the latter. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, that is uh, not looking too good, Suki, but uh, hopefully you can uh, get somebody to repair it. I guess technically uh, he's going to do it for you, so that's, that'll be nice. Yeah, and she's looking good, and, and he likes it. He's liking what he's seeing, so he'll totally. give her some free repairs. Oh, uh, I guess so, eh? <laughs> but yeah, now we get here Eva Mendez, who uh, I don't know what she's doing these days, but she was definitely popping up throughout the aughts in uh, some major roles. And uh, we'll see her temporarily because uh, it's the feds. Oh, get out of here! It's the filth. Scram, scat, get out of here! Yeah, it's the same, just like the first one. Everyone's got to scram like rats from a sinking ship. So, like, I actually <laughs> thought this was L.A. I didn't realize this was Miami. They didn't tell you that, but like, yeah. I thought it was like, oh, the cops actually kind of like. 
they're on to what's what's happening basically they're they're like all right let's do it like first off they didn't have a guy who was like on the radios which is interesting mm. they weren't like monitoring any of the police chat or whatnot so i mean that's one way they got caught i guess uh, i mean it's a difference between like coasts i have no idea but uh we certainly yeah, we certainly get these these cops like you know tailing them and whatnot and yeah they got the, the advantage they got the advantage there and it looks like they also have uh, another new advantage of uh, what the heck is that? Yeah, that looks like some fictional tech, but I don't know. <laughs> looks like some future tech that may uh, do something uh, at some point. Man, how come like cords didn't like spill everywhere <laughs> when he hit that when he hit that uh, parking meter? But anyways, huh? Yeah, that would honestly be interesting if uh, cops used that. I guess it's a uh, easier incapacitator to. You know, prolonged chases. Uh, I don't know what you think on that, but oh well. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, maybe it would be too dangerous, but also I'm sure it'd be expensive a piece of tech like that. Yeah, certainly. Uh, and and hey, guess what? Oh, there you go. See, they see South Florida now. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that changes things, I guess. Um, but yeah, hey, once again, the first person to get like arrested is a white guy. Yeah, that's true. We should have been should have been clued in because everyone's so tan in this movie that this is. Uh, I guess L.A. would have been the same, but it would have been no different. <laughs> but yeah, we get James Remar, Remar and uh, we see our buddy from the first movie back again. This cop guy. Yeah, unfortunately, his uh, his buddy, his his handler is uh, nowhere to be seen. Oh, isn't that this guy here? The the black guy. I forget his no, name. No, 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 no. The other handler. The uh, was it Buffalo Bill or whatever? Like he doesn't oh, show up. Yeah. Yes. Kind of his enemy handler. That one. We have another enemy handler standing. James Remar. Yeah, there was there was two guys. I think there was like this guy, like uh, the, the guy with the, the suit on, or at least not the suit, but the, the jacket on. And then yeah, there was a, another like antagonistic uh, guy. Yeah. Uh, in on the force, but he had his handler, his, uh, the, the Buffalo Bill guy or whatever was his handler who kind of like tried to keep him on the side of the force. Um, but yeah, this time we got like, I guess, you know, Brian's been stuff, you know, I kind of like that we don't get all the details of what happens. And I think that, I think that's okay. I think it's, it's a, you know, we don't have to, have, like, it's, it's not a rewrite, but it's certainly a continuation without going into everything. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I think they set up the new status quo pretty well, and it, it feels so similar to the old status quo that it doesn't, you know, it it feels like formula at this point. It feels like Bond coming in for his next mission in a way. That's the question of like, because remember, this is not like even though this is a racing movie, it's really a heist movie. Like it's, it was a yeah. heist movie from the uh, from the beginning of the previous film to this. Uh, but in this case, he's not, while he's going undercover, he's going undercover in a different sense. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, what do you think? Should they have just made him still a cop or, cause I mean, he basically falls right back into the same role. Why, why have the, maybe it's just to excuse his more criminal behavior throughout and his more, you know, not trusting the cops throughout. Like, oh, you mean in, in, in this, in, like, in this movie, like, because he does some, like, heinous stuff, or? Well, yeah, I, I just wonder why, I mean, he could have just stayed a cop. I don't, I don't know why they felt the need to uh, make him not one anymore, but still working with the cops. 
Well, I mean, they had to deal with the fallout of the fact that he helped Dominic Toretto escape the last film. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that we don't see again. We, 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 we get mention of it, but we don't actually see what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do at least appreciate that. Yeah, and we, yeah, they had this 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 cop partner that they assigned to him, but of course, since it's the cops, this guy didn't know anything about what he was supposed to be undercover for, and so they let him choose his own partner. And again, I love how excited he looks throughout this. Within a reason, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or at least they go and uh, give him the chance to show who he wants to pick. And whoever this handler is seems like he's like willing to just give this guy whatever he wants. He's like, I trust you, kid. Uh, even though you screwed us over last time, ah, I'm just here for the the fun of it, and, and I like you. Yeah, you have a you have a good heart to your to you. Um, you kind of mean well, so it's like, in the end, while your methods seem unorthodox, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and we'll see later that he does still hold some reservations, but. It's almost like they only use that for one scene. Otherwise, he's all on board with whatever, whatever Brian wants to do. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it gives him a chance to like redeem himself because, like, I guess he saw what he kind of did wit for uh, Toretto, and that he did eventually catch. Well, sort of, but uh, he did let Toretto get away, and he's now in Mexico. So, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, think doing illegal, illegal street racing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think it's, but I, yeah, I, I do like the fact that this movie does pick up maybe not fully well after it, but I'm glad that some of the fallout is, is discussed. Yeah. Yeah. But we see his new partner for this movie his uh, this, his buddy cop in a way, although it's more like buddy criminals uh, pretending to be cops. I, I'm not sure <laughs> exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, agents. It's kind of the suicide squad in a way. Or yeah, uh, I guess I if we're not, if in using a non superhero term, this is the lighter version of Escape from New York. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, without the you know explosive chips in the neck, which that technically did first, right? Yep, I I, I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, technically, <laughs> Suicide Squad ripped that off. But I do like this scene. Yeah, we we go see uh, what's this character's name again? Teresa's I... Roman Pierce. Yeah, Rome. Yeah, we see him at this derby. You know, he's he's not doing great. He, he's living. He has to be real close to his trailer because he's under uh, house arrest. So he has to drive it to this this destruction derby. And the minute he sees Brian, it's it's fight time. Yeah. Uh, interesting that Paul Walker's got a closed guard there uh, with jujitsu. That's kind of that's kind of cool. And sort of has him in like a headlock. I don't know if he's choking or whatnot. Sorry, I just need to throw that out. Yes, yeah, I know you would. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. It's uh, it seems that uh, Romans Romans uh, Brian here. They have history given that they grew up in like the same neighborhood uh, back in the day. But unfortunately, uh, when Brian went with the cops, uh, Rome got busted and kind of blames Brian for that. And at least mm-hmm. associates Brian for that uh, that happening. So it's kind of uh, there's some tension here. So it is interesting that he uh, trusts he he picks him for this, even though there would probably be some anonymity remaining with uh, with him. Yeah, and by the way, I love how bright and sunny this whole movie is. It really makes me want to go to uh, somewhere since it's still winter here where we live. 
I'm missing well, that summer vibes watching this. Well, not after today. Today was a little bit uh, of a mixed bag. It was we we're, we're in the transitional period between winter and yep. spring, and they're both literally like locked in a duel, trying to like battle for supremacy. And uh, that's when the weather gets pretty uh, interesting. Yeah, just like Roman Brian were. That's exactly what we're struggling with with them in the sand. But he tentatively agrees to join, and yeah, we. Yeah, now we have our buddy cop duo here. And I like that they set up right away the tension between them, but you can see that these two guys have chemistry, the actors, I think, right from the start. I was definitely going to ask you that. And, you know, so between Vin Diesel and, and Paul Walker last film, how do you think the relationship between Brian and or uh, Paul Walker and Tyrese are? Do you think they work together pretty well? Yeah, it's a different energy. It feels much more light. It doesn't have the same dramatic kind of weight to it. And in that regard, it feels more like a, a lesser sequel dynamic. But it's still, a, I still think they make a really fun pair and their their chemistry works well right from the start and, and carries me through the movie. I pretty much agree with like you what you said verbatim, but I definitely agree with what you're saying. I think we... Roman's not as big of a, like, he doesn't have as big of an emotional stake in this, obviously. And he doesn't have, like, I think, I don't know if he has a moment of, say, uh, the, the the car, the Dom's dad's car. Uh, I don't think he has uh, a scene like that. But yeah. I also am glad they didn't do that because it still makes, like, it still lets him and Tyrese shine as an actor and uh, with his character. Um by doing other things not ha and not having to like rehash old ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it helps that him and Brian are always on the same side. Brian and him are kind of always our, our good guys, even if they're somewhat thinking about betraying the cops or betraying this organization they're invading. There's never a moment where Verone, I think it's Verone. There's never a moment where we're thinking that he's a good guy that we don't want to betray. He's always the villain. So like in that last one, there was that that moment or there was, yeah, Brian kind of falling for this group and in a way falling in love with Dom, <laughs> if you want to put it that way. And so then it's like, yeah, certainly uh, with the uh, old ugly term of going indigenous. Yeah. And it's like, oh, how can we fully support Brian when he's betraying uh, this guy that we really like Dom? So now that Brian's always on the good side, you know, that there's less room for that dramatic weight. But I think we talked about in that first movie a little bit of being like, hmm, like we like Brian, but we don't fully know who this character is. I feel like I get a better sense of him here. There we go. And it turns out he's just a fun loving guy who doesn't. I mean, he cares about doing good, but mainly he just cares about living the fun life and taking lots of risks and, you know, partying. He seems like a party guy. Yeah, not in like a. Uh, toxic masculinity type i'd say i think he's i think he uh, what, what do you think is he pretty reserved or laid back from like you know the typical jock character yeah it's not so much a jock he's he's like a gearhead and he's like a a thrill junkie i mean this scene right here he did that whole stare thing where him and eva mendez when he's driving he's slamming on the gas and he's just staring at her and smiling like that's this guy in this movie <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of a nerd almost in a way. A uh, uh, not not so much like behind uh, 
one who loves to finick with the vehicle, but one who just loves driving the wheel. Again, he's kind of maybe like what the director of the first film said. He's an adrenaline junkie. He's kind of like yeah. break in a way. Yeah, and that element of his character was in that first movie, but he was so busy being conflicted that we didn't get a, ch- a chance to see how much joy he takes in, in this lifestyle. This one, he, he's much more fun-loving, and, and him and Tyrese, I think, kind of bask in it together and kind of bond back back into their old ways together. Because they both have been living a little bit harsher over the past few years, Tyrese being in, or <laughs> Rome being in jail, and then uh, I guess Brian being a cop <laughs> is uh, was his jail. And then being like a kind of a dirty cop in a way just because he like, yeah. betrayed the cops like that that's kind of what he is right like i know we'll have some dirty cops later in this film spoilers but like it's it's funny because brian himself is kind of a dirty cop and i'm curious if in the future we'll get more discovery of why he became a cop because he seems like the guy that he was that he's in this movie is the guy he's always been and him being a cop was like a little detour down the wrong path for him yeah, I thought he said, because he wanted to get, like, I forget, did he want to be an FBI agent in the first one? Or no, he wanted I mean, to go from, no, 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 he was an undercover cop and he wanted to get, like, on the force. That's what it was. Yeah, it's full-time, like, either oh, a detective, yeah, detective. Or, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. He wanted to be a detective. That's what it was. Yeah, it's like he got he got in with the wrong crowd and they straightened him up and then he became a cop. And then he realized the error of his ways and <laughs> betrayed them. <laughs> yeah, and he's not. He's not one to, he doesn't show cop-like behavior. Maybe I'm like no. misinterpreting that. Yeah, and he talks about how him and Rome used to get into lots of trouble when they were kids too. And, you know, he talks about it very fondly. They're kind of reminiscing. So I think that's just, yeah, that's always been in him. Yeah, the whole boys will be boys aspect. But it's not, he doesn't revel in like um, controlling, having control over another person. It's... It's very weird. He, no. he, he certainly he's a guy that wants to do the right thing, which I mean sounds like a nice guy thing and kind of a bland, um, a bland term to throw out at somebody. But I guess in this world of over the topness, the yeah, we're we're looking for those nice guys again. This is you know think of it like a cowboy movie almost. Yeah, yeah, and that way he is a bit of a generic hero. But I like that he's never fully on the the cop side. He's on him and Rome's side. I mean, they, they even kind of discuss at points of like, what you know, if, if the cops don't end up being working out for us, we can just, you know, take the money and run. Yeah. And, you know, they they obviously are betraying the organization that they're helping uh, this robbery for. So so I like that element. They're, they're like, pretty much on their own, eh? Like they, they literally are like, oh, we got to figure out a way to like, you know, survive. Yeah. And I kind of like that. I, I, it's, it's not out of, like it's, it's out of self-preservation that it is in like, um, selfishness, I guess. Or it's like, you could say it's a form of selfishness, but it's a form of, I guess, like, oh, what do I call it? Yeah. Just, just self-preservation. Yeah. Or maybe it's a snake, snake Plissken thing. Like they're happy to do some good when they can do it, but they're not there to serve the overall good. They're there to serve, you know, their own lives. I think though, at the same time, they're not trying to like, they're not as nasty as snake Plissken could be, uh, or can yes. be. Cause that guy, <laughs> yeah. that guy's kind of like, he's much more anti. I don't, I don't think these two are anti-heroes. I think they're, they're yeah. not lawful good. If we're going by like, 
D and D three three point five edition. Um, I think they're either like neutral good or they're yeah I think they're neutral good because they could be on the chaotic good side, but they have no problem with working with authority if that means survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they are super reckless. I mean, look at this scene here. Oh yeah, they're just they're just playing out having their uh, yeah they're kind of the fight that they had before in the in the the sand. They're having a more fun, playful version on the road, and they're, yeah, being real yeah, they, risky. Now, I don't know if they are responsible for this guy's death directly, maybe no. perhaps indirectly, but like, yeah, um, really what they just, all they did was just like go between the trucks and kind of like, like, oh, I double dare you to come through here. Yeah, they were, they were showing off in their very skilled drivers and that guy thought he could compete but he was not as skillful and he ended up yeah his life being taken for it <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> so you maybe could like indirectly put that on him on uh, on them but again i don't feel like they like right there you could say like oh they're chaotic good or they're like just there to cause mischief but they're also on like the side of good yeah and it's more they're they're weaving in and out they're doing street racing in a way on the road here yep and they could distract other drivers they could you know, spook other drivers into causing an accident. Especially right here. Yeah, I do like this. <laughs> this is just, it's just so ridiculous. Especially yeah. if you played like any video game, like any like cars based video game where like you have the ability to like, you know, back up and uh, reverse the same point. Yeah. That's, that's pretty fun. And I just think they're charming. I mean, I'll say across the board, I think this movie is lesser than the first movie, but it's it's quite fun throughout. I think it maybe is even more fun than the first one. It's yeah, just it's, not as good a story. The the drama itself is not as like um, out there uh, with characters potentially, but I think I think there's something that still works here. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird moment. <laughs> yeah, it kind of comes out of nowhere. and I'm like, uh, what the heck? It does. <laughs> Mind you, I don't think that's a problem, but well, you know, to each their own, of course. <laughs> oh yes, and our villain here, uh, Verone. Is it Verone or Verome? I think it's Verone. Yes, this actor here was uh, played another villain in um, a fairly big movie at the time, Pitch Black. He was up against uh, Vin Diesel in the first of the Riddick films. Quite funny, and uh, he played a he, he played a very memorable villain there. I liked him a lot. Um, I think he's a little less memorable here, but I certainly uh, still think he brings some presence to the role. And I I like him in this. Yeah. Uh, by the way, once I I kind of missed my choice my chance to say it, but I I love how over the top this is with uh, all like you know the fantasy type cars, even though they're real, but like you couldn't like get them. Uh, to actually get that or else it'd be, or you, you can't get to them to that top of the performance without a lot of money. Uh, yeah. But I just love that. And how like real world it is, like how we have all regular playing cars on the highway, on the freeway. They're just like, you know, white or black or like a very like dark or deep version of red. And then like these ones, they just stand out. I love that. That's, that's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, they definitely chose a lot of good color palettes for these cars to really stand out in this bright setting. I like that uh, Rome 
as you know, as he was like stripping off his shirt to punch the Ferrari. I was like, oh, of course, we have to get that glory shot of him stripping for the. Uh... Oh, oh, man, he's packing heat. He's got a he got a loaded pistol, man. What's going on here? Yeah, and you could argue he was doing that to keep their cover up shooting at them. Yep. But this guy's also got a bad attitude and he was pissed off and he's like, I'm going to fuck your car up. <laughs> yeah. And he mistaken like them for running. I actually, yeah, I didn't realize like that. So both cars are bugged. They're wired. I thought they would have a little more trust with them, but I guess not. Uh, it's obviously causing conflict that we'll later uh, see resolved, hopefully. Uh, but for the time being, we have to deal with uh, the crime boss. Or yeah. drug runner, excuse me. Yeah, and the conflict with James Ramar is, is basically the same conflict from the last movie, just recycled. But, I don't know, I I still think it plays well enough, you know, as just a piece of the background to keep things moving. I agree. Uh, I think it's a little different as well because Remar is, I think, a little more active as... Okay, when I say active, like, he's the one leading the charge. And maybe it's yeah. also just, like, a different face as well, and... He's given another, like, maybe a different performance. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. No, yeah, I think that helps, too. I think that guy's just got a lot of uh, presence on screen. Yes, certainly. And presence uh, in his voice, if you, uh, you know, he's, he's, it's a buddy of ours. We'll see a lot of in the future. Oh, yeah. No, we got to wait two seasons from where we are right now. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Before we (laughs) get his uh, uh, soothing voice. Man, those better not be pizza pops. They aren't, but, like, those things look like pizza pops. Yeah, I forget what they're called, but yeah, no. I don't know if they're calzones or if they're kind of like a scone or a uh, kind of type of like pastry, almost. Uh, I forget what they're called, yeah. Hmm. Can I say, like, you know this sequel reminds me of, it kind of reminds me of like uh, the Street Fighter sequels. I guess also like Sister Street Fighter, where like each time it's just as over the top as the last one, but they bring in something completely like different and and like from the last film somehow Mm -hmm. so it's like that's what this movie feels like to me where it's like two different like just because again we get like because in that one it's it's all like you know about the martial arts and whatnot like whatever corruption or crime boss is in there and this one kind of has a similar thing even though it's a crime boss this time we're dealing with uh who wants to make a getaway uh to you know run away from the feds it's kind of the whole point we're kind of showing that that's the theme i guess between the two uh movies and i'm not talking about street fighter i'm talking about like this in previous fast furious where it's like the feds versus like the outlaws which again that's a story of like i guess like cowboys of the law against the lawless yeah no yeah i can see the cowboy comparisons yeah maybe it's my experience with james bond but all these scenes hanging out in his rich estate and Getting to know the villain who's got kind of a distinct thing to him. He's always got that little cigar cutter, his little uh, signature. Yeah, it just makes you think a lot about Bond f- films and Bond kind of integrating himself into the, the crime organization and falling in love with some, you know, femme fatale that's uh, attached to the, the boss. Yeah, what you're saying in a way is not that the Fast uh, Furious is also like a spy film in a way. Yeah, and I, I, I've heard it goes more in that direction as it goes on, but, but just the fact that they're undercover kind of leans into that a little bit. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right on that. I, 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 you aren't wrong there. 
Yeah, and I like this little bit coming up here that um, Rome he's he's got some he's got some issues. This guy he I don't know why he makes some of the decisions that he makes, but he chooses to uh, steal his cigar cutter. I guess just as a way to like dig into him. Yeah, well, what are your thoughts on that? On that? Well, he does kind of mention like what I mentioned before. Uh, spoilers, but like he isn't like authority. Yeah, which I will I will say I also like the fact that Ramon uh, also kind of like respects him for that. Yeah. And notices like he he noticed even before he was letting him walk away, but he just wanted to walk back is what I was thinking. Yeah, that's the thing. And I like that Brian's always getting pissed at him for doing these things, but yeah, I don't know. I think their dynamic works. They bounce off each other really well. I don't know if I've like, do you feel like you've experienced that like in any recent films of the past like five years? That kind of chemistry that just clicks and it's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure I have. I maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Did you have something in mind? Or? I didn't either. I'm just, I'm like, like obviously Maybe I shouldn't, but like, do you think any Marvel movies have that? Because they're also like, you know, pop culture, mainstream movies, and this is kind of like that as well. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I for some reason I'm thinking of. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say Captain America and Falcon a little bit, but it's not quite there. And I was also thinking of Captain America and Bucky in. Um, uh, in uh, Civil War a little bit. But yeah, it's not quite there either. Yeah, no. It's almost like this is what you want to see with like Tony and War Machine. Uh, and Rhodey, excuse me. This is what you kind of want to have. And just feel, oh man, that oh. guy wiped out. Um, but you kind of want to see that with like both, uh, with, with, with these like pairs. I think, yeah, this is a really like, I think this is like a better buddy cop film than like Iron Man 3, but it's not throwing Iron Man 3 under the bus. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, that's definitely fair. Because I personally wanted like this is what I want from Iron. Want, also wanted from like Iron Man three with like scenes between uh, Tony and and Rhodey. but you know maybe I'll get it one day. Yeah, what about the buddy cop dynamic between uh, uh, the the lead from the Predator and his son? Uh, <laughs> I don't know your neighbor. <laughs> Or uh, who is, I guess he had that other guy who like shot himself in the head. I guess that was his like buddy cop. Wait, element. which one? Uh, um, Thomas Jane and uh, Keegan Michael Keyes or uh, Sterling Brown? No, it was uh, whoever the like secondary main. Uh... Oh, the yeah, the guy, the, the army guy who shot himself, like who went to like not military prison but he went to like psych the psych ward because he was wanting to kill himself yeah i don't remember his name but like yeah that guy <laughs> yeah and i'm i'm mainly making fun yeah the of predator course. is just oof. also directed by shane black yep that's that, that's true yep and i like that uh brian he's 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 gotten in good here in miami he's he knows everybody and he can just set this guy up like might have my buddy just sleeps in your uh your boat here and he's like, oh, okay, I guess so. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be nice? Well, I mean, he would sleep in his place, but uh, yeah, Rome ain't having it. 
Yeah, at least that's what Rome says, but. So. And they're. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I, you go first. Uh, I, was, I was just going to say, uh, if, if anyone's a fan of uh, really attractive ladies and, and uh, close-up shots of butts, we've gotten a whole lot of them so far in this movie. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's not exploitation fully, but it's certainly showing the side of street racing that probably does happen, but. Yeah, a lot of half-naked ladies, and I'm not complaining whatsoever. <laughs> well, there's also some guys without their shirts, like, you know, uh, Rome was quick to, like, just pull his shirt off and, you know, use it as like a crude boxing glove to punch through and protect his knuckles from any glass when he broke through that window, which is impossible by the way, but that's just movie logic right there. Please don't do that at all. Yeah. And I'm waiting to see Paul Walker take off his shirt. Cause that guy is, he's slick in this boy. Oh boy. Chiseled like granite, hopefully under there. Hopefully. I guess we'll find um, out. Hopefully. You know what I was? So, so what I was saying was I kind of like the fact that with this little crew that he's got with like Suki, Jimmy, uh, and Ludacris's character. I like that. And, and now Rome, I kind of like that. He's actually kind of like open. He's, he's very open with them and um, kind of not, he doesn't spill the beans of course, but he's, he's a little more um, key, not key, but he, he uh, lets them know of his antics. I kind of like that. It's almost like it's character growth for his, uh, from the previous film. Yeah. Cause there's so, so cause there was so mistrust, like so much mistrust that happened, uh, between him and, uh, whatever the muscle was, I forget his name. I'll probably remember it later, but you remember the guy from the previous film who yeah. just had beef Vincent. With thinking, yes. Thank you, Vincent. Uh, the beef that they had here, he's just like, he's very open about it. Uh, and okay. so he's like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll kind of let them in to like, you know, what's happening. Yeah. And in that, that previous scene, just then we saw a little bit of a setup for the, the tension throughout the rest of this movie between those, those two guys, the guards for Verone, thanks to Rome setting their windshield on fire and just being a big asshole to them. <laughs> also, well, that's also like, um, keep them distracted from when they go and see the handlers. Yes. Yes. And yeah, of course, uh, when they arrive there, James Rumar has his gun out and he's like, I'm arresting you too. Oh, you can't be trusted. Like he's always saying. Just because Rome shot at him. I mean, come on, have a thicker skin. I mean. <laughs> I do. Uh, maybe it's too easy, but I do like this moment of uh, contention or when the, when the scene uh, gets a little bit lighter, when he's just like, that's my that's my lunch. Oh, yeah. And he just eats it. <laughs> No, I like that too. Maybe that's a little too easy, but there's lots of fun little touches, and I think they, I think the actors just play it off well. Oh, certainly. I don't. Yeah, Tyrese, man, like, I think people don't give him enough credit. I think the guy is an actually like a really good actor. Yeah, I haven't seen anything that I thought he was really strong in, but I think in terms of just being a fun presence, like uh, they got that movie star quality. I think he works really well here. Yeah, it feels very natural in this, eh? Yeah, that shouldn't that shouldn't mean like, oh, he's he just looks like a guy who drives cars. I mean, I hope he kind of does because he does seem like that kind of guy. But uh, you don't want to just stereotype him like that. Yeah. And of course, he's got a he plays a very different role in Transformers. And I mean, I I don't think anyone's great in Transformers, but I think he is stands out at least. And it's kind of like, oh, I wish we gave this guy more. He seems like he's capable of more. And here's an example of, yeah, well, what we could get from him. I guess I'll ask how was I, I know I think I asked this already, but I'm gonna ask again, how was he in Morbius? 
Wow, if he was in there... Oh, did he play the cop? Hmm. I thought he was a cop, wasn't he? I, I'm pretty sure I remember him in the trailer. Yeah, now that you're saying it, I think I do remember him in that. I, if he's the character that I think he was, I thought he was solid in that. Okay. But... We have to, we have to take a look, because I, 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 I swear I saw him. I was like, man, Tyrese is in a Marvel film. Holy smokes. <laughs> like, he stayed away from, like, that series for i mean okay it's a sony film sorry but it's still marvel based yeah he was stuck in the transformers for a while there now they were holding him holding him hostage yeah i, I seriously wonder if he brought if he brought like josh demel over that would or dunham excuse me over i thought i feel like he probably like josh would probably work out pretty well in this yeah you know it's yeah i guess we'll see maybe he'll show up one in fast 10 i don't know or fast whatever <laughs> maybe in the last one yeah <laughs> I mean, he could totally show up in like a spinoff, but like, I don't know. I think Josh would have like turned up pretty, or maybe we've been given a performance afterwards, but whatever. Um, but yeah, see, he's got his whole crew here. Uh, like, you know, the new crew that Brian's got. I just, I think it's nice that it's, I, I don't know if the director says it, but I, I like that. I, I at least read it as, you know, Brian's making up for his mistakes and covering his bases and actually informing his crew of his antics and being open and uh transparent about them excuse me that i don't know i don't know if his his crew actually knows he's working with the cops here they know that he's pulling some sort of scheme but i don't know if they if they are fully aware of what's going on that's fair but I mean, you also can question if if Brian's using too much of Ludacris, for instance. If like he's using too much of like, because obviously he's his his boat is his home basically is parked in his pad, um, mm -hmm. so he's he is using a lot. And he's using Jimmy as well. Um, and one can say like oh, he's abusing his like uh, friendship with them. I I do you think that you think he is, or am I like maybe reading too much into that? Yeah, and I mean, he even at the end when he gets them all to uh, assist in the, the climax, we see Ludacris being with the cops and being like, yeah, you owe me big for this. So, I mean, yeah, maybe he is taking advantage of him a little bit, but he knows that he won't be punished. But yeah, yeah, I guess we'll I, I'm pretty sure Ludacris does come back. So I, maybe he wasn't too offended by this one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a line where they uh, were his one buddy or his one cop buddy is like yeah we like cleared the we cleared uh, Ludacris and suki so yeah. like all right so maybe, maybe things are okay hopefully uh, i would hope so but i i do hope that they'll be like nothing too like again i just it just questions like how far can somebody uh go between like the two yeah yeah and speaking of how far to go i mean rome is just rubbing in this guy's face like he's so cruel Oh, just wait, just wait. Oh man, <laughs> that image right there. That's American muscle. It pissed him off. <laughs> I do like that though, that they kind of, we don't know the plan, but I like that they're like coming up with a plan about like, all right, so these guys can, I like this. They, they clearly can out race them. Like the, they don't have the power and the speed that uh, their cars do have, uh, their opponents have. So I'm like, all right, I kind of like that they're formulating something. I also like the fact that we kind of have like a tag team going on here. Oh, yes. No, this is... I love the way that they work in this this little race in the middle. And uh, I think it's fairly obvious what what's going on here. I mean, you know, they've got their their cars that have been uh, 
what's the word gps bugged and yeah bugged now they're going to win win these other cars you you kind of figure they're going to get involved in the climax these these two vehicles oh yeah it's a setup for something yeah it's a it's a good like uh set piece i'd say and it's but it also works as setup so it's not unnecessary yeah yeah, but the way they play some some mysteries in the the climax, I feel like we're a little too obvious knowing that this scene transpired, but <laughs> we'll get there. I mean, that's the point, though, right? Because it's a, it's a setup, right? Yeah, but well, we'll, we'll see how they portray it later. That's but. true. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to it. Can I also just say I love his armband called the answer? Oh, that's fun. That's, yeah, either that's like his nickname for like his right hand if he's in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I got the answer right here for you, and then punches somebody. Yeah, I like the way they work this this race in, and I like that it's a little bit less cartoony than that first one. And then when we we get to the some of the bigger car stuff near the the climax, it's almost completely stripped from the cartooniness. So it's like there's a little evolution there, or maybe like a de-evolution in a way. From it goes from like over the top to a little more like grounded. Yeah, yeah, I guess de-evolution could work too. Yeah regression i don't know what you want to call it but overall yeah i think this this whole scene is pretty fun i like that zoom in there <laughs> that felt really old school oh yeah and i haven't mentioned uh the director here but this is you know this is a big name back in the day john singleton and this guy's name. yes i i didn't recognize that name sir what is he what is he known for yeah this guy's an oscar nominee for uh, Boys in the Hood. Ah, and, uh, okay. Yeah, he was known for being... Uh, him and... He was kind of adjacent to Spike Lee as one of the big pushers of black cinema in the 90s. And then his career took a turn after he directed the Shaft remake. And then, yeah, like three years later, he directed this. And yeah, he didn't direct too much after that. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's... You know, that's, that's too bad he didn't... Uh, and he died recently too, John. Oh Johnson man! Yeah. Rest in peace, buddy. Yeah, died back in 2019 from a stroke, ah. as many black men suffer from. But well, didn't, at least it wasn't COVID. Yeah, at least it wasn't COVID. That's true. <laughs> I gotta say, it was pretty ballsy of of Brian to do that, eh? Oh yeah, no. Brian, of course, is the ultimate badass behind the wheel in this this film. It is interesting how, remember in the last film, he had a problem with maintaining speed and going in a straight line. And yep. in this, it seems like we kind of see, again, an, uh, a character development, uh, an evolution almost, where he's like kind of worked past that. Yeah, he's he's been hitting the tracks. He's been pulling the John Wick with a dog in the seat and, you know, spinning around. And now, now he's a complete, he's the best racer around. In this film <laughs> yeah hopefully in this in this side of like miami yeah yeah just just what we see here but uh just more for the director um yeah i i, I think he did a good job on this and i kind of wish he came back because i think i think he worked it works pretty well yeah and i'll, I'll say for a sad note for for john singleton I haven't seen this film but i heard nothing but terrible things when it came out oh, oh i love man. this shot by the way of them yep. sad and Use your oh, bus tokens, partner. <laughs> well, you know what? They didn't steal the girls, so maybe that's a redeeming factor in their in their uh, on their side. <laughs> yeah, but his final film he directed in 2011 was Abduction, the star vehicle for Taylor Lautner as uh, 
Yeah, as an action star. Yeah, I didn't watch that, but I know the film you're talking about. Yeah, I didn't see it either, but I heard nothing but bad things. And I was like, oh, wow, this this director had so much promise. Now he's making this this kind of movie. <laughs> so, <sighs> yeah, no, that, that that is certainly fair. But I, you know, if, if it's like uh, if we're in like the Star Wars or the idea of for Star Wars of like, you know, the first one's directed by one guy, then like proceeding afterwards, it's different people. Uh, mm-hmm. But with, you know, a single person running the whole thing as producer. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm not saying this is Empire, don't worry, but it's just in that it's like Empire where it's a different director. Although I don't think John, I think John is his own person here and doesn't have isn't a puppet uh, or a. Uh, or, oh, my God. How, how do you put it? Oh, we, we walked away from it. There was a guy I wanted to point out who had the craziest shirt. It was just insane. <laughs> what was oh, it? We passed him. It was like, uh, you know how some shirts back in the 70s would have like these cuffs that were all like furled or kind of flowery cuffs? Oh, yeah, I think I know what you mean. There was a guy who had a shirt that was completely open. It was there was no way to button it. It was just those furls at the end. And it just that was like a yeah, it was just crazy. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that was the club outfits back in the aughts, I guess. But yeah, probably again, very colorful. This this film is. Look at these seats, by the way, too. This is some some corny looking stuff. Yeah, it looks like a fin or a yeah, like an octopus's uh, like curled uh, tentacle or something. That or I was thinking like a whale fin almost. And I like that shot of him being pissed off. Like, here's this fucking guy. He's always screwing up his life with these chasing these chicks. Yeah. Yeah, it's especially smart. I really, yeah, Rome's kind of like making his point to like, yeah, man, you got to be careful with like this guy. He does not seem to, he seems to be serious in a way. Do you see that girl that came and picked them up? She had some sort of like, I don't know, it looked like she had a pearl piercing on her, her chest. It was weird. Yeah, it's kind of there, eh? Like it's, it's, yeah, she had an open part like right below her, uh, actually right where her um, solar plex is. And then like, yeah. I don't know if it's like an attachment or they glued it on there. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it was kind of weird. Yeah, if it was like, you know, where the navel is, that's that makes sense. But no, it's not, I've never seen that like on the uh, on, on the solar plex. Yeah, me neither. And I like this scene, too. He's like, OK. And I feel like this is the scene when he decides, OK, after these guys help me out, they're dead. Yeah, or that or there's like no loose ends. Yeah, it could be. But uh, this this sequence here is leading to, I think I mentioned in the first movie that there was one distinct moment that stood out in my memory. Most of this movie was a wash, and I'd forgotten it. But there was one thing that I did not forget, and that's a scene involving this character coming up here. Yeah, which I didn't even know about. And I was like, dang, this is intense. Yeah, that's that's definitely why it stood out for me. <laughs> I love the color palette in this movie. There's always lots of... Lots of really poppy images on screen. Man, let's be real here. Like you want, you sort of want this idea again, but you don't like, not necessarily like, you know, the over the topness, but you just want color back in your film. Right. Cause well, for one, this is shot on film. <laughs> so of course you're going to get actual like colors on it rather than in digital where you get like nothing. Well, it's all about the, the saturation, how much I color you allowed to, uh, Yeah. 
And yeah, everything is like so yeah, so bright and distinct. But not not too bright. Like not too like you compare this club scene to like the club in John Wick. Like obviously there's a style to John Wick, which like I said. Um but yeah, I, I like how kind of grounded this this almost is in a way. Yeah, and I love the color stuff in, in, in those kind of sequences in John Wick too. I think those can have some really distinct visual stuff. I'm not going to make the joke, but I assume you mean like the first one since we haven't done like this chapter two yet. No, I was actually thinking of John Wick two, yeah. Chapter two. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, chapter ah, two. Wow, you would have actually caught me had I not, had I just gone along. <laughs> yeah, you could say that this next part is kind of a little bit Scarface-y potentially. Yeah, and there's another movie that I'm trying to think of that had a similar scene to this, but I just I can't picture it right now. Maybe it was The Departed? I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. But what I can comment is this guy is always a cop. <laughs> or at least, you know, with the feds. Yeah. Uh, the two films that I know him from, which is uh, this one and then Batman Begins. Yeah, Batman Begins. And I don't know if he played Bullock, but that's just the name that comes to mind when I see him, I think. Yeah. Uh, no, I, he was he wasn't he wasn't Harvey Bullock. Thankfully, Harvey Bullock might be you know kind of a sleaze bag sometimes, but uh, he was uh, he was always an ally with with Gordon. Uh, no, he plays Glass. So if you remember mm. uh, Dark Knight Returns, there's a character in there, or is it Flask? I don't remember now. Um, who's basically this like cop who's gonna. Who's, who's you know kind of like sleazy and uh does a little bit like, like goes above and beyond is kind of like a, a dirty cop uh that's that's who he kind of plays in the uh in batman begins yes yes oh no 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 sorry not dark knight returns i'm sorry year one that's what he is in, in year one he plays gordon's partner that's that's who it is i'm sorry not dark knight returns i'm thinking of oh then really different yeah no I, yeah i'm lost i'm thinking of year one yeah, you're one I don't remember. I yeah. don't remember that book too well. That, that's fair. Huh. Well, it looks like a nice rat. Hopefully they actually didn't do this. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think so. But I like the idea though. I like it's a I've I've never thought of this before. And it kind of does make sense that a rat could chew through um a human body. Does wouldn't surprise me. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and this one definitely always stuck with me. I, I always liked uh, Brian and and Rome's reactions. They're just like, "Holy fuck! What what scene are we involved in here?" <laughs> yeah, no, I think their 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 reactions are appropriate of like what is going on here. Yeah, yeah, and it's nice to see that this guy, you know, he's been reserved and intimidating. And in this scene, you see like his real self coming out. This is a cruel dude who likes to see people suffer. Yeah, he's while he's while you could say he's over the top, he's not like he he's very laid back. Like he kind of holds it back in in a way. Yeah, I think the performance is what helps it. Yeah. Yeah. What well, once of course like he does he will be yelling shortly, but I think he's I think he's earned that point if if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and again in tone this is much more kind of silly movie than the first movie. So I don't mind that their villain's a little bit more over the top than uh, than we got last time. Not that they really had much of a villain last time. Yeah, I know. 
there kind of wasn't in a way, except for maybe like the truck driver who was shooting them at the end. Yeah, and the the guy from uh, Die Another Day, the whoever the Asian gang leader was, I can't remember that character's name. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I guess, Johnny yeah, I something. About, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Johnny Tran. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess they had their own little torture scene in that movie too. That's another parallel. Yeah, that's right. They had the uh, the the oil scene. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, it is funny how much this follows the old school sequel template where it's let's do the first movie, but just change up a few elements and see if we can sell the same thing again. <laughs> but in a way, well, like Johnny Tran was, you know, kind of a scumbag uh, in, a, in, a, in a way, not not fully. I think he had like, I mean, he was capable of like some dangerous stuff, but I don't know if he was like capable of doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, this guy's worse. This guy's this guy doesn't have I mean they, they don't really make him human. The first movie did a good job of making everybody feel like real people. Yeah. This one feels much more heightened heightened and much more movie like. <laughs> yeah, where like there's the the good, uh which you can say is like um uh Brian's handler in this one. Like he's kind of the good. Um you have like the middle, which is like Brian and where Brian and uh, and Romar right now, and then you have the ugly, which is uh, Ramon. Or not, yeah, sorry, Ramon. not Ramon. Uh, River, yeah, sorry, <laughs> Ramon. <laughs> Street glow. Hmm. Yeah, I like this little card scene too. I was kind of hope... to... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I, I was kind of hoping that uh, Rome would like join in. Yeah, I don't know who this uh, mechanic is, but I, I hope they bring him back. I actually don't know how, how many characters they bring back in the next film, but I hope... Oh, J- Jimmy, you mean? Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. Or not in the next film, but in the, the future of the franchise. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're... It's kind of exciting. I'm, I'm kind of happy because I, I, I know some like of the characters who come back, but like I'm kind of excited for this that you don't know. Yeah, and Suki, I would love to see yeah her come back. I think, yeah, she has potential. I Like, knowing... What happens next? Like I'm, or what's next? But like, what comes next? Like I kind of wish she did came back, come back. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying if she comes back, I mean, like we don't. Know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But by the way, there's your shirtless uh, Paul Walker for you. Hey yo, I'm there. I'm yep. there. Let's go. Yeah, he's more attractive than Eva Mendez. <laughs> and she has to like. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say that? <laughs> she's he's more attractive than her, and she's got like half her stomach showing. So let's go. Yeah, and I don't know. Whatever. I think I mentioned earlier. I don't know what happened to Eva Mendez. I think she was charming in in the stuff that she popped up in. Maybe she just picked not the best roles, but I I don't know either. Like I don't really know her outside of I think. Okay, honestly, I get her like mixed up with like Eva Longoria because they both have the same first name. <laughs> Yeah, she showed up in um, a Ghost Rider and the Spirit, and uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I remember her being. I, th- okay. I think that was the one she was in. She was in one of those um, Robert Rodriguez uh, movies, but yeah, she was good back in the day. Like, yeah, maybe she just retired. Like, maybe nothing wrong with that. Just settling down and living a simpler life, but or maybe she went to TV. Yeah, there's always that. Maybe she's, you know, maybe she'll make a resurgence at some point, eh? Yeah, it could be. All right, come on, man. Don't like it. Just because he's got like a 
you know, something going on in his face. Like, come on, man. Like, why, why you gotta do that? Yeah, this is, I mean, this guy's a bit of an asshole. You know, I enjoy him, but he's a little bit of an asshole. <laughs> eh, he's a fun, fun loving guy sometimes, but yeah. What do you think of the, uh, the, 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 either the humor or some of the languages, not with language, but the language, like when it comes to, is there stuff that's cancel, not cancelable, but is there stuff that's kind of, you know, oh boy, that's, that's, you can't see that anymore. Um, no, I don't think this movie's too bad for stuff like that. No. Yeah. Not too crude in the language department. <laughs> yeah. And it definitely feels like it could be a PG, this movie. It doesn't even feel like it broaches over to PG-13. I think it is actually PG-13. I think maybe with the rat scene. I think so too, but it feels like a very, very light PG-13. And I watched this one a lot as a kid. I feel like it was on TV a lot too. You know, and it was definitely, you know, in my age group when I was like, uh, I think we were like nine when this came out. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty interesting, right? Like, you wouldn't expect this to be uh, completely pg you can almost see this like, oh, this would totally be like a rated R film. Like, not really. It actually kind of holds itself back other than like there being guns. Um, but there's no like, when they show stuff with violence, it's, I think it's appropriate of like, oh yeah, it's, it's violent stuff. Yeah. And it, again, it has such a heightened element. The first movie, you know, there was some much more dramatic kind of complex things to deal with. There was some more like sexual elements and the violence felt a little bit more punchy. We lose characters that we actually care about. Yep. This one does feel more like it's more kid friendly in that way. Or at least like preteen friendly. Well, I, I feel like this would be fine for kids. I mean, really? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, what what would be inappropriate for them, really? Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's not too many like there's some lingering shots on women's behinds, but like not too many. I guess like we're about to see with like with Mendez here. Like, yeah, there's shot of her here. Dang. She's like tan. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe because I grew up, you know, seeing James Bond movies and thinking that those were totally fine for kids. I feel like this is in the vein of a sixties bond film. I don't feel like this is any, you know, stronger than those movies would be. I think you have a point, sir. I did not think of that. But then again, you know, Coming from the modern day and age, I feel like maybe in the more uh, socially aware times, maybe some mm. of those films would not be seen as great for kids. But I don't know. I don't. I don't. I I grew up watching them, and I didn't come away with negative effects. So I don't know. That is a nice shirt, by the way. Uh, Tyrese's shirt, or uh, that's how, well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a it's a politically incorrect shirt. So I mean, oh boy, what do they call now? I don't know. No, I'm talking about the hand, his handler with like the uh, yellow swordfish uh, shirt. Oh. <laughs> I think that looks pretty good. It's a fun shirt. I I myself wouldn't wear it, but I think it's a fun shirt. I think he's rocking it right now. <laughs> oh, by the way, how long did it say how long ago or how long this one was supposed to be after the first movie? That's a good question. Uh, either they said like a year or maybe not. This can't be a year. It has to at least be. Okay, I think what they're doing is I wonder if they go by like I think it's a Marvel thing where they're they're going by year. So like it's the year it's released. That's my like belief. Mm. So this is the first one was two thousand one, this is two thousand three, so two years. I feel like it makes sense. I feel like that that seems appropriate. 
Yeah, no, that, yeah, I could see that being, yeah, because he, he would need some time to recover after that big kind of emotional, uh, emotional blow up with, with that gang and get over Mia. Yeah, the Toretto gang and also kind of establishing himself in Miami. I think, I think it's smart if they made it two years. I can't see it being one year. Yeah. <sighs> Dang it, Vrone, Cabrone, or not, Car- ah, jeez, sorry, apologies, uh, <laughs> Verone Ramon. That's what I meant to say. Oops. I forgot to do my shtick of uh pretending that I'm using the lingo from uh from the times. Quick, do it now. <laughs> I can't think of anything. <laughs> but they I do I did watch I was laughing a little bit watching this, like man, they I'm sure they thought they were so cool with all their their lingo, but this is so dated now. I don't mind. It's like it is quite a different time, though. I got yeah. no problem with that. It's just like, I mean, maybe maybe it's nostalgia goggles I'm looking at, but like, I don't know. I'm just I'm just enjoying this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we are maybe we are delving in some nostalgia. I don't know some some early aughts nostalgia. I don't feel like. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like I generally have much early aughts nostalgia. But yeah, maybe maybe there's some of that kicking in. Oh man, hey, we uh, we're back here. Didn't think we'd be back here in, uh, after a bit. Uh, last time we were here, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger landed a Harrier jet, <laughs> and a nuclear bomb went off out in the out in the Keys, eh? Oh wow, uh, it was right on that bridge there. You're saying? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was one of these bridges that was uh, in True Lies. Oh, that's funny. Huh. I think it might be. I mean, maybe I'm just like tripping. I'm pretty sure this is one of like the area where they came back and they had to like they watched the nuke go off. But this is kind of a this is kind of a good scene, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Again, none of their stuff really carries the same emotional weight as the last one. But for what this movie is going for, I think this I think this is a, you know, moderately touching scene. I think this worked. Yeah, I think with between the characters, it may not like hold as much weight as what you know Toretto had, uh, what, yeah. between Dom and Brian. But like between Roman and, and Brian, I think this works for them. And again, it's different. And I think the fact is that like these two, like we're seeing good acting here. I feel like this is genuine. There's no smarmy like wink uh, at the audience. Like no, this feels touching. Like something that I, I can't see like in the modern times personally. <laughs> well i don't I know i don't know gotta... why I don't, I don't know why maybe i'm wrong on that <laughs> yeah i think you gotta watch more modern movies that's fair maybe i'm thinking of mainstream modern movies excuse me not not so much like you know actual art pieces <laughs> yeah but but no they, they've got a lot of charm and i think they they get by on that even again if this script is a little bit lacking i mean it's it's not going for high ambition i think that's what caught me so off guard with that first movie i was so surprised that it was you know, trying to be a more of a real movie. This one does feel more like it could be, you know, just a, a kind of a typical sequel type of thing. It doesn't feel like it stands out nearly as much in terms of the writing department, but it's it's adequate and it's fun. Yeah, I think at least for how it all looks visually, I think it looks a lot different than everything that's become that's came before it. Yeah, at least in that that first movie, yeah. 
Maybe because yeah, it's it's set in Miami, so it's it's a totally different flavor, and I guess with all the other like the new characters also helps. Yeah. Yeah, for whatever reason, it is reminding me of some uh, some other sequels. Like I don't know, I don't, I'm not even sure why this is the case, but I keep thinking of the second Tomb Raider movie. Something about it just reminds me of that, and I don't even know why. <laughs> Maybe just it's the element of kind of taking so many parts of that first movie and recycling them into something new. They definitely do that in that second Tomb Raider. But I think this movie is much more successful in how they do it. And it kind of creates its own flavor, even if much of it is derivative. Yeah, I kind of enjoy this. It's another heist, but it's a different heist. Yeah. Like this time they're they're working with like the bad guys. Well, okay, sorry, maybe that was the previous thing as well. Um, but like you said, there's no conflict of whether or not uh, they are going to side with the bad guy. That is that isn't the case there. It's just that, is yeah. their cover going to get blown or not? Yeah, and they did a really good job in the first movie painting Dom as a flawed guy, not a bad guy. Yeah, he was getting into trouble, but he wasn't out there, you know, looking to hurt folks. He was just doing what he had to do to get money to keep his family kind of running this guy i mean he's he's living in a wealthy mansion and yet he's out there still committing pretty hideous crimes so i mean what he was gonna do to this cop was pretty damn ugly and he was enjoying the hell out of it so and i like that this cop doesn't bow to the intimidation it was kind of a surprising turn i really wasn't expecting that oh yeah no i i agree i was like man you know, he's he's actually like conflicted and I mean, we don't see what happens, so we can only infer like maybe he got a slap on the wrist. I have no idea, but yeah, right here he does the right thing, especially I guess maybe we're, we're showing uh, all his you know family or I mean, the other question is, is he like, has he kept him stalled for 15 minutes? That's the question. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't really think about that. I thought maybe he was more, he was, uh, yeah, breaking against what he was told. And because it does seem like they're surprised. They're like, oh, shit. Yeah, because they were like, well, they knew that they only had 15 minutes, but maybe they're like, huh, that's early. Maybe he held him off for like nine minutes. Yeah, something like that. Can I also just say quickly that between the two thugs, uh, the two goons, uh, when they were about to like destroy that wall, uh, <laughs> I love how the one guy was like, Wait, wait, wait! Don't don't hit it with a painting. Don't don't slide, don't destroy the painting. Yeah, yeah no, like I that. like that touch too. And I love this. You know, he's got his uh, Tyrese has his smarts, or Rome's got his smarts. And then he just he's he's so uh, braggy about it. Oh, <laughs> I love thing. it. Him just yeah. like look what I just did, and it was like, yeah, you may have lost a truck, but like kind of bought him some time. I'm like, hey, you got to give the guy some credit there. And Brian loved it. Brian loves all this shit. He's oh, yeah. he's all in. <laughs> yeah, that makes me love it more too. Yeah, he's just so charming, Paul Walker. It's and he, yeah, you give him some trust. Uh, what I don't like here is that he's not wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> like oh, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> you, well, I mean, he should though. I agree. I'm. I don't want to like point to what like happened. I hope he was wearing a seatbelt uh-huh. when the tragedy occurred, but like. Yeah, let's save this. Yeah, yeah I shouldn't be that. saying that. That's a little too. That's a little too harsh and hard. A little too early on that. But 
It's just funny how, yeah. like, you know, the, the, the two goons have their uh, their seatbelts on, but these two don't. Yeah. Actually, except for yeah. him, I think. At least one, yeah. I think we see a shot of the other guy putting his seatbelt on. I think yeah. that's later. Yeah. But yeah, they don't wear them because they're too cool. You know, they're, uh, they hate Nixon. Nixon and made the seatbelts in there. They're like, we don't vote for Republicans. So. Yeah, no, Nixon's going straight to hell because of introducing uh, a means of trying to like keep people safe in a vehicle that can go quite a uh, high rate of speed. Yeah, even something. a broken clock can get it right every now and again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, look, it's those, it's the future tech stuff that oh. uh, shuts down uh, all the software inside a car. Yeah, even the local police had it. It's not just the customs. You know, it's got some extra cash laying around. It's these uh, these hack cops who are just a bunch of morons with their driving, by the way. I will say that both the beginning scene when they when Brian went over the... Uh, when he jumped the bridge. And then the scene reminded me a lot of Blues Brothers. Oh, yeah, I could I could see it with these yeah, Keystone cops, bunch of dummies. They're all just crashing into each other. I mean, the way they're driving is just so stupid. All these cops. Yeah, I mean, the co- I mean, the car. Co- I don't mean the helicopter because. Uh, I'm pretty sure there wasn't a helicopter scene in that. There's only just chase scenes. No, no, not that I remember. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the cops always crashing into each other, crashing into walls and other cars. Oh, <laughs> such a good movie. <laughs> And here they also emulate a little bit of the having to climb out of the the vehicle from that first movie again. Oh, yeah. It's it's certainly not as, like, as dangerous, don't get me wrong, but, like, it doesn't feel, like, I'll admit, yeah, it doesn't feel as, uh, maybe it is a little bit weighted, but I, I don't know. It's it's different, but I don't feel. No. I, okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it it plays a little silly because it feels like like comic tech. It feels like a like a Inspector Gadget weapon or something with their little tech. I mean, I mean the Inspector Gadget like the two thousands movies. Yep, they're looking at their little camera like, oh crap, when's it gonna work? When's it gonna work? And they keep zooming into his face to be like, yeah. look how important this is. Yeah, just like, is he gonna make it? Is he gonna like you know grab it? Is he gonna like uh, get rid of it? And it's got the little sparks like the cartoon sparks around it. <laughs> They probably drew it right on the, the cell frame, just like they used to do back in the day. Yeah, probably. No, it's CGI. <laughs> but anyway, no, I, 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 I did at least enjoy that scene. Um, I don't know, it wasn't fully what I enjoyed, but like the first oh. one, but I, I'm, in, I'm okay with it. The part that I love is after he, he gets it off and he sits back in the seat. Uh, Brian's just, he's he's over the moon. He's slapping even the, the gangster guy. He's so happy. He's like, holy crap, we're making it. <laughs> It's so I, what I like about this part is that the goons actually kind of get some character to them and they almost seem likable. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad to think that they got to portray them because, yeah, they all they get like a camaraderie being like we we survived this. Yeah, we were like, you know, in this little, little like desert, not desert storm, but we were. Yeah, we we, we, we got we went through like a, a, tra- a baptism of fire almost. Yeah, and they're both complimenting like, man, you're a good driver. And yeah, it's like they bond a little. Ah, that's ah, yeah. That's that's a part that I I did enjoy. Um, yeah. <laughs> that I would maybe not. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, see, you're a good driver, man. I'm like, and it's just like moments like that. That was genuine. That did not seem any. There was no irony in that. I felt that was a genuine like line. Yeah, and as it goes on, we see them getting into it even more and like smiling and celebrating, like, "Oh, you guys are great." <laughs> 
And then, yeah, but then they still have to do the betrayal and it's, yeah, that's, that's too bad. Yeah, I really kind of, yeah, kind of like, I was like, oh man, I was kind of hoping that they wouldn't, but yeah, them's the breaks, I guess. They'd be like, hey, you did a good job. Uh, go ahead and screw over our boss. We don't mind now. <laughs> yeah, we'll just look the other way. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was hoping for. But yeah, no, again, we, we see this big kind of end racing scene. And we don't get any of those kind of cartoony CGI effects we've seen throughout. This one's even at the day to really signify the uh, the more reality of it. Yeah, I know. Instead of using effects, they're using well, they're they're okay. They're still using special effects, but they're not using they're not relying yeah. on CGI uh, or like uh, you know the the Millennium yeah, Falcon exactly. Uh, no, they're they're not doing that. These this is actual like. This is a chase scene and it's like it stays a chase scene, which is really cool. And how they like kind of get out of it uh, is also a good resolution. Yeah, but again, it does feel a little a little silly. This resolution here. Did you see that hubcap, by the way? That just like sure did. Yeah. Rolling away. <laughs> went. That was that was that was funny. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I yeah, it was funny. I didn't notice it the first time, but. No, I noticed it the first time I was like, that is hilarious. Yeah, I think part of the reason I find this moment here funny is it feels like a little bit of a clown car moment. Like in Resident Evil Extinction, it's like, how many cars could they possibly have in that that place? It's just like endless cars. <laughs> I will fully admit you're right, but I think because of the absurdity of it, and they also set it up earlier, um, I think you're still right, though, uh, that it's like, all right, maybe, yeah, where, where are all these cars? I think it just... <laughs> It's a moment of comedy. That's all f- that that works for me. And I love all the people waving like, come on, quick, quick. You don't know which way to go. We'll direct you. <laughs> Just go and like, like it does look like, well, to be fair, actually, they kind of show like a big shot of like a bird's eye view of it. It does look like uh-huh. a pretty big place, like a, like an old warehouse. Yeah, and they all park their cars. They're all waiting. And the fact that we also get returning, you know, these, these two guys returning as well. That was kind of cool for me. Like we didn't really have that in the first one. Like there's almost no yeah. anonymity towards everybody. Like there, th- these two are like you know part of the plan as well in a way. Uh, that was, that was kind of nice just seeing them like come back. Yeah, maybe see some of the the girls from the uh, Suki's little little gang there. They're driving her car. Yeah, her little entourage. Yeah, and I was, it makes me wonder: Are we going to see Michael Ely and uh, that other guy in the other films? Um, I guess we'll find out. That's uh, that's the thing. We'll have to we'll have to wait until the next one, but. Yeah, yeah it's kind of nice just seeing them as like you know little familiar faces and yeah there was there was no uh oh yeah oh hey look there they are oh oh there's our leads why aren't we seeing them why do we only see paul walker's mouth yes yeah no makes me uh oh there's our leads again yeah yeah only focusing like you know the whole time we've been focusing like them like inside <laughs> the uh inside the vehicles themselves but uh not this case not this time in this case yeah, but yet I, yet I still believe it's them, definitely. I'm not having any sort of memories to early in the film when we saw some different vehicles. Um. <laughs> Certainly not. Whatever could you be talking about? <laughs> and I like this guy. Something about him, he seems like he always has a smile on his face in this last half of the movie. Like, he's just enjoying it. Yeah, he's really... I think Bilkins is his name. Yeah, he, he just seems to, like, kind of trust O'Connor. And he's just like, all right, you know what? There's a lot of chicanery and sleight of hand, but nobody's really getting hurt. So, oh, okay, maybe except for the cops and, you know, yeah. how much destruction's happening to them. But I'm like, <laughs> you know, something I'm 
I kind of just enjoy this. It's 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 not something you would see every day. Yeah, it's like he's liking the spectacle. I'm like, what are these crazy guys going to do? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, make my day. God, how many cops are there in this city? <laughs> Again, it's like it's like those Blues Brothers with like all the cops everywhere. The whole force. Oh man, they, oh. they got busted. It's our leads. Whoa, uh, Rome is his legs are looking real. T- oh, never mind. That ain't Rome. <laughs> that's Suki. Wait, that's not Paul Walker. That's Ludacris. <laughs> I don't know his character's name. I want to say Jeff, but it's not. I keep forgetting. <laughs> Maybe it's Tej. It's he's got kind of a weird name. Yeah, it's Tej. Yeah, it's Tej. Tej. Wait a minute. There's those cars we saw before. Yeah, those those stings. That's right. There they are. Wait, is it those those Italian guys in the uh, the things again? Did I say Stang? I'm sorry, Chevrolet Dodge. Wait a minute. How those Italian guys get the money? Oh wait, there's. Oh, it's Brian. Look at that. See, look, this guy's so pumped. He's like, wow, you guys so smart. Yeah, look, he's even like, let's go. Yeah, they're loving this. They're like, man, I wish our boss didn't want us to kill these guys. You're supposed to be a stone full, stone cold face killer, man. Like, And you're grabbing your seatbelt. They're even sharing some laughs about that guy uh, getting spooked. That's that's fun. Yeah, I know. It's see, that's a, that's a moment right there that 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 seems legit. Yeah, it makes you sad to see how it goes. Especially like right here. I do think, though, that those guys get a little bit dumb during this sequence because especially uh, Rome starts seeing some stuff that should make them. uh, Should make them nervous, like, wait, what are you talking about? Uh, It sounds like you're saying there's some other plan you got. And uh... yeah, potentially. And then right here, like all the all like the. I guess praising and you know the moment they had together it's like yeah to be fair though he doesn't like straight up kill him which i'm okay with but no i like that yeah that's what kind of at least redeems these two in my in my opinion where like you know yeah these these bouncers are i mean okay yeah maybe this is a little excessive but (laughs) and he's loving it too he's smiling he's laughing it's like i love beating the hell out of you it's the ejector seat (laughs) Ejecto Cito, cuz. Jeez. I'll get you, Gadget. <laughs> oh, I'll get you next time, Gadget. Next, I'm not trying the voice. Johnny <laughs> could do a good voice of that, or a good impression of Dr. Claw. See, right there, Rome kind of gave up the goose a little bit. And the other guy doesn't even think about it. Yeah, maybe he's just like, oh, maybe they're speaking and like tricks for <laughs> like the co- like to avoid the cops, maybe. Maybe. But yeah, fair enough. Like, the, yeah, I know what you mean. Where like the, the uh, both both bouncers or the both goons kind of like rolled a like a one or or two or something like that and didn't pick up on their little tricks or schemes. Yeah, they were too charmed by the driving, it distracted them. Oh, I love that zoom. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's great. And his suspicious eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's getting corny, but it's 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 still really fun. All this stuff, it's. It's cheesy in a fun way. Just like that first movie had a lot of that too. I love, like I like the scene where he's like, you know, there's because I forget did they say did they mention an airstrip uh, in the? No, I don't think so. In, uh, during the plan, other than like what the cops knew and what uh, Mendez knows. Yeah, no, I don't think they did. 
So I think this Okay, is... so they kind of outed See, they kind of outed themselves there. Yeah. Yeah, that's why this guy's smiling. He's like, "Oh, this guy's an idiot." Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm okay with that. It doesn't it shows that they're not like, you know, on top of everything, which is good. Yeah, and we get a little is he going to leave? <laughs> Brian to his own devices or is he going to go after him? They set that up there a little bit. Yeah, I don't think they were. I don't think they were implying that um, Rome was going to leave him per se. I mean, I didn't I didn't get that. Well, just because we see him walking and he's like, Brian's not coming, man. And he looks back. It almost I, it seemed like it was meant to leave a little bit like, is he going to go after Brian or is he off on, off on his own? That's a good question. I mean, I didn't think of that myself, but I, I just assumed like he's trying to get to Brian. By the way, I love uh, Verone's villain villainous outfit here. He's got the open shirt, like a looks like silk. He's got these massive baggy pants. Like what a look! <laughs> also, those white shoes. Yeah, it seems like he's right out of like Samurai Cop or like uh, Vice City, the original uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, not the remaster that came out last year no yeah i mean i've yeah i haven't played that but which of course then i also go back to scarface uh you the uh not not the 30s one but the the 80s yeah yeah and the fact that he's holding the shotgun by the way is another key moment that oh yeah makes me think of those games slash yeah movies which one was uh i forget which one was Dang it, I forget what. Wow, I can't remember. I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, which one was Ray Liotta in? Uh, Ray Liotta, he was in, um, oh boy, Goodfellas. Wasn't he the main protagonist of. Yeah, Goodfellas. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, in GTA. Oh, 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 yes. I forgot he was. I believe it's Vice City. Yeah. Yeah, was, was he, he the main character, or am I wrong on that? I don't think he played the main character, no, but maybe he did, but I don't think so. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I remember he was, because I saw an interview with somebody talking about his, I, I lo- this is why I love him as well, because he was like, they, they, they asked him about what he was doing in, uh, or they asked him about like Grand Theft Auto, and he's like, hey man, I'm not a gamer, I'm just an actor, and I'm like, you know, just because you said like gamer, that I have utter respect for you. <laughs> Because he knew the term, or <laughs> maybe he knew the term and he like was trying to be respectful. I'm like, let's go. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this part right here, yeah, it's like, sorry, man. Like, I like you, but I gotta kill you. I'm like, oh man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. No, I like that too. Showing some respect. Yeah. There's, 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 yeah, there's a mutual respect between the two. So I'm like, all right, yeah, there you go. I mean, maybe you could say that some of this violence that happens is a little bit unnecessary in the bits excessive but i'm like i don't find it that excessive because they're kind of go okay other than this being like i mean that's kind of what he would have to do there's not much blood in this scene so i'm like ah, it's perfectly like fine i guess okay yep. maybe except for that by the way it was ray ray Liotta. or he was yeah the protagonist yeah uh what was the protagonist's name again was it tony or it was yeah tommy versetti oh, tommy, yeah Tommy Vecetti, okay. Yeah, and I still own my my PS2 uh, 
disc of that. Keep that. That is, like I said with uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, that is worth gold. You are sitting on gold. <laughs> Do not yeah. get rid of that. Yeah, maybe I should play that one of these days again. Actually, wait. Was that 2004? Or was San Andreas? Oh, I think it was older. Really? No, because four, 4 is... Yeah, San Andreas was 2004. Okay, because because I'm thinking, no, I'm just thinking, was it around this time? Because this is 2003. Because yeah, I four, think so. Four is 08. Uh, yeah, I guess San Andreas yep. was the last one before. Well, I get. Oh wait, no, because then there was the uh, then there was the PSP games that came. Yeah. I think following San Andreas, right? Yeah, those came out in like 2010. No, I think those came out after G- GTA Four. Yeah, I think they were like 2010, 2011. Oh, really? I thought it was. I thought it was before, in between San Andreas and and Five or or Four. Excuse me. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Oh, that was 2006. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Which one? That uh, Vice City Stories. Vice yeah. City Stories. Okay, was there two of them? I mean, two PSP titles. I don't remember now. Yeah. Liberty City Stories was the that's other one. what it was. Oh, that one had to have come after. Oh no, wait, wait. Which one do you go to? Which one is Liberty City before you go back and four? Uh, like which one is in Liberty City? Yeah, which one is sorry? Yeah, which which title is set in Liberty City before four? Isn't it two? Yeah, GTA th- uh, three, I think. Okay, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, and by the way, uh, I played all these games up until 4. 4 I never finished, and I haven't played any games since. Wow. 2008 was my the end of my interest in that series. But I played all the games before then, including the first two. Have you gone back ever since? Nope, never gone back to any of them. I think you should, man. I think you should like just see like what everything's like. Yeah, you know, maybe I should. It's been a very long time. Yeah, you you'd be so divorced. It's like this right now. Like you'd be so divorced from the series. Like, I think you would look at it with different eyes. And it drives me insane. I had a almost complete Rockstar collection. I owned almost all of their games. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I remember you've told me that many, many a time. And I sold them all for pennies. It drives <laughs> me insane that I did that. You're just kicking yourself. Yeah, I've had that as well, where I like had a bunch of notes that I should have kept, but I was too paranoid thinking that people were looking at them, and so I threw them away. And I'm still kicking oh. myself to this day of like, why did I do that? Um, if only I would have had the foresight. <laughs> yeah, same here. Uh, if only I was... If only I knew that nobody was actually looking at them. Uh, it was just my own paranoia. Uh, by the way, I apologize, everybody, that we didn't... Yes. Uh, we kind of talked through everything. <laughs> I'm... I did not mean to. I was just like, me neither. I got on a topic and completely like ran by it, which basically just, but that is not because the ending wasn't like uninteresting or we didn't have anything to say. I just kind of yeah. ran with it. Apologies on that. But that stuff was pretty cool. Yeah. I like when the car over the top and unrealistic, but I think it made, uh, I, I liked it. Oh, I laughed. Yeah. When the car ran over the bridge and then smashed right into the boat. Oh, I think that was funny. <laughs> I do love, uh, Rome saying like this is some Dukes of Hazard stuff. <laughs> and I like this bit here, this moment with James Remar, where they they only gave him three bags until he told him like, okay, yeah, you you held up your end of the bargain, so your records are clean. And then he's an honorable guy; he gets up and gets the rest of the cash. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, Rome's like, you know what? Let me uh, let me give a little more. Uh, let me get in this guy's good side. And I like that James Remar, even after he's like. Like he has like a moment of being set back 
And then he's like, okay, deal's still on. Like, you guys are good. Yep. <laughs> now I know I can trust you. Yep. That's, and that's right there. Like, they, they kind of, like, save face in that way. And he kind of honors them in a way, which, again, shows that, I don't know, seems... It, He's not just like uh, an authoritative. Well, he's maybe okay. Maybe he is, but there's at least some character to him. And again, everything's lighter here. Everything is just for for fun. So they don't they don't want to go too heavy with that stuff, and they want all of our guys. To... Which, which is interesting, given that Verona is still alive, whereas like exactly uh, Jimmy uh, Johnny Tran was like killed in the last film. Yeah, and they make their little you know don't drop the soap, big homie, and then it's like oh he's gonna get out. <sighs> There's something, yeah, that's, that would not fly today. That would definitely no, not fly today. That wouldn't. <laughs> but even that, they end with, with the, the three of them smiling together. Like, everything here is lighter. And and I like that they even, this romance is so kind of only a subtle part of the movie that they end it without him and, or her and Paul Walker being together. Oh, there was, there was way more of a focus between him and Mia last film. Uh, rightly, right, rightfully so, personally. Yeah, this in a way, this almost feels like an in-between movie. Like, I'm sure that wasn't how they designed it. But it feels like this is one where we set up some more characters. And, you know, Paul Walker, he's just having a good time here before we get back to the real story. It's, it's kind of funny that it plays that way. <laughs> so either this is like DLC or this is like Liberty City Stories. Yes. That's, or yeah. or maybe... Uh, maybe uh, uh, San Andre- whatever that PSP San Andreas game was. Was there a PSP San Andreas? Huh. Or what was the one that you said? Because you said there was oh. two, right? Yeah, Vice City Stories. Vice City Stories, that's what I meant to say, sorry. I don't know if I still own those games. I'm curious. Why did I think, yeah, why did I say San Andreas? Sorry, I th- always thought there was like a second San Andreas, but there never was. Vice City Stories, by the way, was an awesome game. They had a lot of really cool mechanics in that one. Even for it being a PSP game, eh? Oh, yes. Much better than uh, the uh, Liberty City stories. And I think probably better than um, Vice City in general, the, the original game, as much as Vice City had a better story. Uh, the mechanics in Vice City stories is really great. So I've not seen the leak for six. Uh, sorry, GTA six. But like, what are you thinking? I know I've talked with my friend about it. Uh, who else likes the Fast and Furious movies? But like, what what do you think? What do you, I know you fell off on between four and five what do you what do you want from from fast or from gta 6 i haven't i haven't spent any mental energy on the gta stuff for oh how long has it been like 14 years since 2008 yeah fair enough i've got no clue i don't know anything about this franchise anymore (laughs) it's completely past me now and i don't know if i'll ever play one again i i don't know i don't know if i'll go back well, you might go back to like the old stuff, like I suggested, but like as for like the new stuff, I think you're you're good without it. Yeah, and I've heard good things, but yeah, I just never felt any compulsion to return. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I just I hope that like even though it's I hope it's not as big as okay. Here's here's what I want. If they were gonna do like. You know, Los Santos, like, you know, how everybody knows how, lo- like, detailed Los Santos is from five mm-hmm. and how, like, more detailed they made it, you know, from 2013 to 2023. Uh, what I hope is instead of a bigger world, um, we go back to Liberty City and Vice City. 
And what I mean by that is that you can go like, you know, they, they're still a loading screen, but they're both fully rendered again. And you can like go to each and even maybe San Andreas. So instead of like three persons, it takes place in three cities that are like each open world. So you get to go to, like I said, Liberty City, Vice City, and then uh, San Andreas. Which I guess would technically already be part of Los Santos, or maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I guess... No, I, yeah, I guess San Andreas was supposed to be like Compton, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So I don't actually know if... Maybe I'm just ignorant, but I don't think San Andreas is in Los Santos. Or maybe it is. Ah, uh, yeah, no. You're you're getting out of my league here. I don't remember these, yeah. these details. <laughs> Again, never played a GTA game, but as oh. a person who peruses the internet, I have acquired information and knowledge. That's fair. Of such things that at least puts me next to this guy who's actually playing played like the original top-down version of G- Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I played all the way up till till the beginning of four, and I never actually owned four. I only played it at friends' houses for whatever yeah. reason. I just never bought it. I don't know why. Fair enough wait so if you're if you were a collector of many uh rockstar games that mean you will own max Payne 3 uh that's around i'd stop collecting by that point ah there you go i don't i yeah i'm, I'm trying to remember why i decided to just sell off all, all my games I, I i can't imagine what reason i would have had maybe i was just depressed and i wanted to buy booze <laughs> i don't know <laughs> oh never do that ever <laughs> Uh, our advice to everybody listening to this, never sell any of your belongings for booze. Like that's, that's when you've hit rock bottom. Like that's when you're like, you, you need to like get help. That may have very well been the reason. (laughs) Oh, brother. (laughs) Either that or to buy DVDs, but I don't know. Oh, bud. Come on. I mean, that's a good thing, but even still, man, come on. Yeah, no, it's, it makes me crazy that I did that, but. But this movie, you know, we, we finished it up. Yeah. This movie, yes. No, I'm sorry. Hey, I, I literally do not mean to be yeah. like, you know, not talking about this film. We, we talked about this, by the way, score vocals by Pitbull, uh, oh, oh, wow. Mr. Worldwide himself. In 2003, that's how like, or like long this guy's been around. Oh, yeah. This, yeah, he's a big, yeah, big star. Well, yeah, certainly. In this way. But yeah, I mean, I feel like we've, sis Hollywood. I feel like we've mainly uh, said our thoughts throughout this movie. Oh, totally. But just uh, to reiterate, release for me. Yeah, I think uh, it definitely feels like a lesser sequel. I can see why. Especially at the time, I was kind of like, hmm. Like this series. Because we're to think. I mean, I, when I watched Tokyo Drift, I was kind of like, I, th- I think I'm done with this series. And as much as I did enjoy this at the time, I feel like it felt like a step backwards. But now knowing that this is just one other entry in a series that goes on to 11 installments, I think that's fine to just have a fun kind of played back entry that, you know, retraces the steps of the first one, but just has more of a kind of smile on its face. It doesn't have to worry about being like kind of a big statement movie. It's just there to, you know, have some fun with some car action. I love car movies. And this is an enjoyable, enjoyable one. So. So I'm good with it. Yeah, and a uh, and an unironic smile, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's just having a good time. Yeah, would you uh, recommend this to people? Yeah, if you're... I feel like maybe when it comes to this franchise, we'll see 
because maybe by the end I'll be like, I only recommend the first one, the rest of them you can just skip. I think this one is like, uh, if you enjoyed that first one, this is a fun follow-up. But yeah, it's it's certainly not a, a great film. It's just an enjoyable one is where I would land on it. Yeah, I guess, yeah, you are, you would say you you flip your sign as feeling it. Feeling it, yep. Yeah, making sure of that. Uh, yeah, so for me, yeah, I enjoy this film a lot. This one's fun. Um, maybe, would you say this is a safe film? Uh, yeah, no, it, it does feel that way. It's, because again, it feels like they're kind of, what elements worked for the last one? Let's recycle. The bold move is to not bring back Dom. Yeah, no, 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 I agree with you. You're like, no, this, you're right. Because I just thought like, because when you mentioned like they had smiles at the end, PG-13, there you go. This is PG-13 film. Maybe it was the blood at the end with uh, uh, Verone uh, when he had the show after Brian shot him. Um, but yeah, that first one ends in the bittersweet moment where we don't know what's going on and the cops are coming after Brian. And, you know, you see that like conflicted look on his face and the end of this one, he's like smiling and whatnot. So yeah, I, I totally know what you mean now. Like this is kind of like a safe ish film, uh, but that yeah. doesn't mean it's a, like a bad film. So I, I know what you mean, but at the same time, for all like you know, the, the the set pieces, the action, I I definitely would come back to this one. Just very right, just having a fun time. Yeah, absolutely. And there, and the best, and the other thing is that there is character to this. Um, it's not just a bland like they they could have easily like not brought some character into this. No, they with the addition of Tyrese, I think it adds uh, something to Brian, and we get a little bit more of Brian. Uh, as a character this time so i yeah i definitely enjoy this one and i'm feeling it and would uh recommend it to uh others to watch and i i wonder if if you could watch this without knowing anything yeah i think you honestly could watch this without having to watch the first one that's interesting yeah, yeah i think you honestly could because they don't it's like i think it's if you if you do watch the first one before this one i think like you'll get a lot out of it but i think there's enough for you to like for this one to stand on its own i believe even though it's called too fast too furious yeah uh no i i don't know i mean yeah i do think it could stand its own but i feel like it would be it would feel more like a kind of a silly popcorn movie without that first one adding some more weight to it maybe you're right on that part but but yeah i don't i don't know yeah that's interesting but i'm i'm very much looking forward to jumping into Tokyo Drift. This is a movie I do not remember almost at all. So, I will. I will say this time I did see some of it uh, as a teenage or as a preteen, like 2006, uh, which is right around the time it came out. So, yeah, I think I, I we will certainly be riding on over to. We go from L.A. to Miami now, all the way to J- Japan. So, mm. uh, or Tokyo in this case, excuse me. So, I'm I'm certainly ready and. Yeah, we're we're pretty much excited for it. Yep, absolutely are. And thank you, Isaac, for again for initiating us going through this series. I'm enjoying the the drive through them very much. And uh, yeah, take us home. Take us wherever you're gonna attend us here. Well, I'm certainly glad that you are enjoying this so far. Uh, hopefully, we'll be on track before May when uh, X comes out. Um, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, till next time uh go go have a drive with your buddies uh don't don't hurt anybody don't hurt nobody don't hurt no animals don't plow don't wrap yourself around a tree or whatnot 
Uh, but yeah, just go have a good time with your buds in, in a car uh, and or a race, but do it safely. And please wear your seatbelts. Till next time, peace. Peace.